And so at that point, the world stopped for me. I had to think about, okay, well, what is life? Okay, so my dad's not here anymore. I don't have his guidance. This man that I love that I thought I was going to get married to, he's gone. And now I'm having to ask myself, who am I apart from these identities, right? Because we always attach our identity to, oh, I'm such and such daughter. I'm such and such partner. I'm a director. I'm this, that, and the third. All these titles and roles, if we're stripped of all those things, who are we? Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Sis Stop Soaking Podcast, a safe space for women prioritizing their health, their self-care, and their dreams. My name is Miss Tasha Talks Life. Hello, and welcome to the show. So today we have the beautiful Renee Taylor here with us. Um, this is going to be an interesting topic. I'm very excited to talk about this. It's something that's dear to me. So Renee, welcome, and please introduce yourself. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I am so excited to be on this platform with you today. Um, I'm Renee Taylor. I'm a New Jersey native. I'm now currently in Columbus, Ohio, but I'm an entrepreneur, okay? Um, Best-selling author, definitely entrepreneur and life coach. And I am a former performing artist where I actually had to pivot after the, the pandemic, but I really, it propelled me into my purpose. And so I have a passion for students and kids and I definitely have a passion for women's empowerment. So it's all about giving them the breakthrough map to go from their pain to purpose. I love that. And, and those that have been rocking with me for a long time, you know that that is dear to me, is just how to keep going forward when things are happening. Because life be life in, it's going to be life in, it just is what it is. <laughs> but God still be guided. So yes. I got to remember that. I literally had to tell myself this today because today was the day. And I said, God, you are good. Your mercy endures forever. I literally had to say that out loud because in spite of this storm that's going on around me, you are still good. Come on. You thank God you're unchanging, right? Mm -hmm. Because we are, we are so fickle, you know, we go, we like night, day, you know, I'm feeling it. Maybe I'm not. Some days I feel like a nut. Sometimes I don't. Yeah. And, but God, he is God. He's still God. Yesterday, today, and forever. And I and I love that. And I think that if people would, and women specifically, would find that whenever the times get rough or whenever they feel like they're getting ready to lose it, about to snap on their kids, or they about to snap on their husband, or they about to snap at work, just taking a minute. And I think that that takes practice. That takes being intentional. Because I wasn't always that girl, okay? Right, right. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so I love that. I love that. So let's talk a little bit about your story. And you said, you know, turning pain into purpose. And everybody yeah. has a story. You know, I have a story. You have a story. And the listeners have a story. But I love that because I think if people knew how to do that or what that looks like, they would find. Because so many people leave here with their purpose still inside of them. Yes. And so... Talk a little bit about your journey and how you came to this point in your life where you're an author, you're a life coach and things like that. Yes. Oh, my goodness. So as you know, Tasha, as a woman, OK, 30, I don't know who said it was pivotal. I don't know who said <laughs> we should have it together and come into our own, honey. I was on top of the world. I was signed to an independent label, a Christian label, um, working on my first album. I was dating the man of my dreams, right? All throughout my 20s. I thought, for sure, we're going to get married, right? Um, I'm looking good, feeling good, honey. I was nice and snatched, you know, and, you know, just at the top of the world. And who knew that approaching 30, a month before my birthday, my 30th birthday, my dad would die. Mm. 
Okay. So my dad was only 57 years old and we know how young that is, right? Cause now 50 is the new 40, 40 is the new 20, honey. Okay. So 57 is extremely young and my dad passed with cancer. And I think when he told us he already knew, right? So everything seemed accelerated at that point because now he's going in, getting radiation, he's getting chemo. And before we know it, I'm like, okay, we're, we're repairing our relationship. We're having the hard conversations gone. Okay. Mm. And simultaneously as that was an ending, a hard ending, that relationship that I talked about was ending. In mm. fact, the last time I physically saw that person is when they were playing the organ at my father's memorial. Okay. Mm. So two big endings. Now I'm completely changed. I had never dealt with grief. I don't even think grief was even in my language. Okay. I don't think we talk about it enough. I didn't know what loss was, right? Until you're inside of it, in the thick of it, you have no idea, right? And so at that point, the world stopped for me. I had to think about, okay, well, what is life? Okay, so my dad's not here anymore. I don't have his guidance. Thank God we reconciled and we had those hard conversations. This man that I love that I thought I was going to get married to, he's gone. And that was a really abrupt ending, honey. Maybe mm. that'll be another book, okay? <laughs> but that'll be for another day. And now I'm having to ask myself, who am I apart from these identities, right? Because we always attach our identity to, oh, I'm such and such daughter. Mm -hmm. I'm such and such partner. I'm a director. I'm this, that, and the third. All these titles and roles, if we're stripped of all those things, who are we? What do we really want? So life was completely different for me. Um, I ended up not performing for nearly over a year. Mm. Um, it changed me as a person. I was always an extrovert. I was always vivacious, you know, outgoing. And suddenly I shut down. So thankfully I was able to get out of my contra contract without penalization, but I always wanted to be a singer. I always wanted to do an album. So I still to this day have not finished my album, but what, that propelled me into that propelled me into uncovering some questions, some generational patterns and curses that I could get some answers for in my life, right? And so that's when I ended up doing my first book was 2019. My father passed in 2011, mm. but in that book, it was I was already writing that story. I was already starting, you know, journals. I was already starting, you know, a, a grieving process to get through the healing, right? Mm -hmm. And however you may heal. For me, it was writing, it was pouring out in poetry, it was, you know, revisiting times, places that we had went to, things that I would have said to him, right? Letters that I would have wrote to his future mm. stuff, right? All those things, I am now asking myself, what do I want? And who am I? And so as I asked those questions, God began to reveal to me that you have a story to tell. Mm -hmm. And you got through some things and you overcame, you came out of that because I realized some toxicity in that relationship. I realized the missing pieces, you know, having daddy issues, right? And from that point on, I ended up asking questions to my family, having those hard questions um, in conversations. I started therapy. So all throughout my thirties, I was in therapy and I was talking about the codependency. I was talking about, you know, the the low self-worth, um, the inadequacy that I felt at the as a result of, you know, my father, what he did or didn't do, what my mom did or didn't do, right? And we realize now when we learn their story that, oh, they were just doing the best they could, right? But now we find as we get older, right, we're unlearning 
Yeah. And then, like you said earlier, creating new ways of being. We are creating rituals and practices to build ourselves up and really essentially create the person we want to be. So that's when it all started for me. And it's been a, a long journey. And I always say I'm healed and I'm healing. Yeah. Right? So we're ever evolving. Yeah. So that's I just started that. off a little bit because, you know, I could talk all day. Today. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, and I'm sitting here just in it. So, yeah, no, that's, I mean, condolences to your dad. And, um, yeah, because that's, that's never easy. And just being able to get through that, right, mm -hmm. and using that. So in that um that transformation and and having those questions those conversations and having those questions answered and then you know getting because I'm telling you when it rain it pours okay Absolutely. and it's Absolutely. like you have to have the tools you have to have a mindset you have to have God and be able to tap into the source in order to get through it and I really quick I remember like um he like seeing stuff on the news. I don't watch the news anymore. I haven't watched the news since 2017, but okay, seeing exactly things right. on the news. Yeah. It's like, if it's something that's trending or something that's like, I'll research it, but like to have the news just scrolling on in my mind and on the TV no. And so I, I, I a woman had, um, had killed her kids and I just was like, you know, how you have to be so far connected. And I'm not, I mean, there's, there's mental illness, there's people that's really dealing with stuff. So I'm not talking about that, but I'm just saying like, so far removed from God to, cause we all have thoughts. We yeah. all have things that I'm not talking about thoughts of killing my kids, but I'm just saying like negative thoughts. Yeah. And if you don't have that resource or that relationship or knowing how to tap in to combat it, to rebuke the devil that you are Amen. a liar. Do you know Amen. what I mean? That's when you succumb to the, 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 the troubles and the pain and all that other stuff. So yeah. I said all of that to say in your journey and processes, was there a, a pivotal moment or was there like some, some, I know you said journaling, but some actual steps. Cause I figured I, did, I had to reverse it. Like, how did I get here? How did I, you know, how am I here where I am not holding this grudge against so-and-so or I'm not mad at the person who violated me when I was six years old? Like, how did I get here, right? There's a, there's something that had to happen. So I just want you to talk a little bit to that on what did you do specifically or not that got you to the point where you are today, where you're, you know, you're, you're showing up, you're empowering women you're writing your story because everybody can't share their story, right? Everybody doesn't have the strength to share their story. So if you can just talk to that a little bit. Absolutely. Well, I actually wrote a book about it, Seven Steps to Healing from the Loss of a Parent. Um, and so what I did, again, with that journaling, right? For me, it was as an artist, I poured out in that way. That was my outlet. Still singing after I took that break, right? Even though I didn't go back to that, my, my actual... Um, album, I always, I'm singing every single day and just giving worship and praise to God, right? Um, and continue to use my instrument. Writing poetry. I also, at the time, I had, you know, spiritual mothers, right? Spiritual accountability partners, um, people that were praying for me. They were standing in the gap, interceding mm -hmm. on my behalf. People that would speak into my spirit when I didn't even have the words, right? I can't even pray for myself, mm -hmm. okay? I'm just so far down. I'm like, I'm lower than low. Mm -hmm. They were also uh, recommending books to me 
Okay, so that was very important that you make those daily deposits, the positive deposits. When you don't have the words to feed to yourself, right? Because I don't even think affirmations was in my language at that time either, right? Now it's trending. Now it's popping. But yep. we weren't really thinking about that. Now you see parents are pouring into their kids as early as they can talk and having them look in the mirror to affirm themselves. I never did that, right? So I'm doing also that. Acknowledging the pain. That is the first step I have in my book, Letters to My Father, Seven Steps to Healing from the Loss of the Parent. And the reason why I say that is so important, because a lot of us are not giving us giving ourselves the space to sit in it. I call it space and grace. I'm someone, I've always been emotional. I've always worn my heart in my sleeve. And people always made it seem like it was such a curse, like it was such a bad thing. Oh, you're so emotional. You're so sensitive. But guess what? At least I'm getting it out. If I'm crying, that means I'm releasing it. That is toxins out of my body. If I'm writing, I am releasing it. If I'm singing and laying it out on the stage, I am releasing it, right? But what happens is we are conditioned in our society to, to suppress these things, to bury them as if they're going to go away and evaporate. No, no, those feelings, they're there. And at some point they're going to explode. And because you're not managing it and you're not deciding how you want to direct it, it can come out and manifest ways that you don't even realize. Come on. Yes. So acknowledging the space and grace, having your outlets, having some spiritual advisors, people that can hold you accountable, people that can pray and stand in the gap for you, making daily deposits, reading things that affirm you or affirm where it is that you're going. And I felt like self-care was important. Another thing that wasn't in my wheelhouse, right? Um, sometimes rest. Mm. Rest. I don't think we as women, as Black women, women of color, know what rest means. Do you know I had to put on my list of goals because every year I put my goals. I had to put on my list of goals for 2023. Breathe in capital letters. Capital letters. Because people don't even know how to breathe, Tasha. I mean, I'm talking about deep breathing, closing your eyes, yeah. putting your hand on your stomach, putting your hand on your chest, feeling your body expand, right? Nobody really taught us that we're even teaching that in the schools now we're teaching the mindfulness yes and it's because it's so powerful and it feels or you may feel or it may sound so corny or so like whatever but it's so real like whenever i talk about that and i tell i said just try it just yep. try it and once you really tap into it it's like whoa like you literally i know there's some science behind it i have i don't know the terms that you literally feel right yeah. that yeah. that release so yes so i love that i love yeah. i mean i think i have a couple of um couple of those in my book because they're so powerful just remember yes. yourself and i one of my big the bigger thing i heard you say two things acknowledgement mm -hmm. and i call it acknowledgement versus amnesia because Ooh. so many times so people want to bury it they want to pretend like it's not there. They want to cover up or they want to be tough about it. Oh, that ain't nothing. That don't bother me when the actuality is eating you up, right? Yeah. You have to acknowledge it. And that goes with what you said, sitting in it, sitting in your stuff. And yeah. then another part was, I heard you say, um, when you were talking about the people standing in the gap, I heard of community, right? Yeah. Just like yeah. that community of people, whether it's your spiritual family, your girlfriends, you know, yeah. whatever, just covering you. 
in those times and not even where you have to ask for it. They just know that's what you need. That part, sharing the silence is what I call it. Oh, I love sadly, it. Tasha, a lot of my girlfriends that are in my age bracket that I grew up with, they lost a parent as well. And I didn't realize how common and universal that was because quite frankly, we're relatively young. It, we shouldn't be losing our parents. We shouldn't yeah. be saying goodbye to ourselves, right, yeah. to our parents. Just like parents don't want to be burying their babies, right? It's yeah. inhumane what's happening right now in the world. When you yeah. look at people that even during COVID, I lost so many people, some that weren't even related to COVID, bizarre passings where I had just spoken to the weeks prior, days prior, months prior, healthy people, young people. Right. And and people that I worked very closely with Tasha and I don't take that for granted. I said, God spared me. Why am I still here? I'm getting chills thinking about it. Yeah. Why am I still here that these people left and they were good people? Right. And that's the thing. You said it earlier where we are. We're, we're, we got so many purpose that's left in us and we pass. For me, I want to die empty. Everything mm. that God has gifted me with, I want to tap into it. And I say, God, now my, my my prayer is, Lord, whatever gives you given me, please help me to steward them right. Yeah. Equip me to steward them right. And you may not tap into them all at once, right? Because I think that was always a confusing thing for me. We, I've always been multi-talented, multifaceted, that I was just doing the most, honey. Mm -hmm. And I was doing the most before COVID. And guess what COVID did for me? It made me settle down. It made me rest. It made me really examine what was important. When I tell you I was on the road, I was living in my car, nearly falling asleep at the wheel. Mm. Now I'm like, it's, if it's more than 15, 20 minutes, oh, I ain't, I ain't going. Who, um, who carpooling? Okay, who picking me up? Okay, because I am not driving. And then I'm like, where's the parking? You know, I think this is like, you know, I'm in my 40s now, getting older. So I'm like, um, I'm sorry, who all gonna be there? And what's the parking like? You know, how long am I gonna walk? Because then I'm like, oh, what kind of shoe wear am I wearing? You know, it's just a lot. <laughs> But we'll have to have girl talk next time. Oh, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and another thing, and I know you asked about forgiveness, and I do want to speak a little bit to that because that was important, especially in my healing process with that person that I also had to let go at the same time I let go of my father. Because although my father and I had that hard conversation and we reconciled and he was able to acknowledge some of the things that went wrong, that he, you know, went wrong in our relationship. And I was able to kind of pour out to him and let him know what was going on. I realized that sometimes it's unfinished business. I actually call it, I think it's unfinished business with your, your with your parent that you lost in um, one of the chapters. And I say that because you don't need that person to apologize. You don't need that person to physically be there or acknowledge the hurt that they might inflict on, upon you that they might not even be aware of for you to forgive, for you to let it go. And there are times where I've written letters to my father. I've written letters to my mom, right? I haven't even given those letters to my mom yet. And my father, clearly he was gone already, right? But something about getting it out, something about surrendering it to God, Right. Because he says, come all you that are heavy laden, come to me and I will give you rest. Uh -huh. And so I am putting it there on and laying it at his feet. And if I'm saying, God, take this from me, then I need to really leave it there. Right. Another thing that helped me through that healing and forgiveness was being around people that knew my dad, knew parts of him I didn't know. Right. I mean, my dad was like a professor. Everybody loves him in the community. He always had little tidbits. 
nice, cool sayings. He was a cool dude. He loved jazz. He was a bebopper, you know. He was a poet, right? So there was just so many beautiful qualities that, that you know, unfortunately weren't able to blossom, right? Because he was so young when he passed. Yeah. But I was able to rediscover different parts of my father through the stories and the testimonies of other people that yeah. could experience him for much longer than I had him, right? Um, and so that helped with my forgiveness. So those were some of the steps um, if people are really looking to, to heal from something. No, I love that. And to take forgiveness further, it's, it's, it's spoke about heavily in the Bible multiple, many times. Oh. You cannot prosper without forgiveness. And I, I, my, uh, one of my, um, my pillars, if you will, um, is forgiveness for freedom. Because Ooh. again, like you said, it's not for the other person. It doesn't, you don't have to tell that person again, that person may not even be around like, or you just have to do it for yourself. And when you genuinely do it, and I, I reference how like, okay, people that would say, I forgive, but I won't forget, right? And I'm like, just imagine if Jesus said that to you. Child, I'm like, Lord, please forget. Please erase it, erase it, please. He throws Rock it in the sea of forgetfulness and yes. you sit here talking about you're not gonna forget. But So have you really forgiven somebody? Right. Right, so right. I think, and, and and it's not easy. I and I, I tell I told my partner, I said, forgiveness is a choice. Yes. You have to choose to forgive and you have to genuinely let it go. And it's not easy, but it takes work, but it's worth it because you cannot be blessed without forgiveness. So facts. facts. So that's yeah. Bible. Yeah, yes. and hey, exactly. And people don't understand that. It's there. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, listen, I want to be right. And I want to be forgiven by the most time. So guess what? Hey, hey, hey. I want to invite you to a 30-day self-love challenge. So as we enter into the Lovers Month, I thought about a good way for us to nurture ourselves physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually by tapping into our self-love. So what that means is every single day, you're going to get a prompt, a task from me that you're to complete that's going to tap into those those different areas of your well-being. And the reason why I think this is important is because we so often prioritize our families, our jobs, our careers, everything before ourselves, and then we feel tired or we feel burnt out, burnt out and we're not able to show up as our greatest and our best selves. So with this challenge, you're being intentional about your self-love. You're being intentional about your, you know putting yourself first so that you can be a better mom, friend, wife, daughter, and all of those things. So if this is something that you are interested in, something that's tugging you like, I need to see what this is about, I want you to email me self-love to coach at TashaTalksLife.com. This link will also be in the show notes, but email me self-love to coach at TashaTalksLife.com. I am telling you after this, I guarantee you, you're going to feel revived, revigorated, and all of that. So I cannot wait to meet you in the group and I cannot wait. Oh, and at the end of the 30 days, we will celebrate with a virtual party. We are going to celebrate the journey. We are going to celebrate being intentional. We are going to celebrate doing the things that make us feel good. So I hope to see you inside. Now let's get back to that. And then there's a free, there's a freedom that you feel when you let that Absolutely. go. So Absolutely. Absolutely. When I tell I you the I weight, I know for me as a woman, I manifest and uh, manifest my stress in my body. 
So when my dad passed, I broke out in hives. Mm. Um, I mean, I, I, my weight was, went up. Um, I wasn't sleeping at all. I just had this, I was holding this anger and I was holding this darkness. It was like this dark cloud that was hanging over me. I wasn't even allowing myself to live. Mm. And I always say, even in my book breakthrough that I did in 2019, where I kind of gave a glimpse to my life. Um, and that was like the precursor to everything. I talked about how, of course, through therapy, because <laughs> uh, come on somebody, you need to get some help. Because I think a lot of times people don't want to get help and ask for help and really receive it. And that is something we've got to break free of. Oh, but yeah. back to what I was saying, um, you know, that dark cloud, I had to let it go. Um, I had to give myself the freedom to live to truly live. And so I say that with those deaths and those losses, because I meant to um, say, I neglected to say that after my dad passed that same year, I lost my pastor. Oh, and then shortly thereafter, I lost my mentor who was my pastor's daughter. Oh, wow. So they say things happen in threes. So I had a lot of grief and loss. It was compounded for the first time in my life approaching 30, right? So now I consider that a rebirth. Hmm. I don't feel like life really began for Renee Taylor mm. until 30. And that's when I got real. I got real about personal development. That's when I got real about my, my faith walk. That's when I got real about asking myself the hard questions. Mm. That's when I started fleshing it all out. I started unlearning and deciding, okay, well, who do I want to be? What type of habits do I want to have? What type of you know practices do I want to have daily practices that are going to build me up and not tear me down. All of that was a choice. All of that was a process. And so that's what I did. No, I love that. And I love that you you started that early. Like I didn't start, I didn't get my rebirth till 2020 when I had to sit my oh. butt down and rest. <laughs> oh, yeah. I started 2017 is when I, I had my last child. He was born in six, 2016. And 2017, oh. it was like, I am more than a mom and a wife. Like I am okay. so much more than that. So I started with the personal development in 2017. But okay. when 2020 hit, it was like, boom, like I, I didn't have to be anywhere. My calendar was empty. I was able to really spend time with my family. I got to cooking real food again. Yes. And, you know, and I found myself and that's when I wrote my book. And I was just oh, like, wow. Awesome. Like, and then I started doing prof uh, pr uh, professional development where it's like, okay, all this stuff that I'm learning, I'm always that person that I learn and I turn key. I don't know if that's the educator okay. in me. I okay. learn, I turn key. Oh, this is the new book I read and it's dope. You need to read this. Or oh, this is the thing I bought. And so someone had said to me like, you should, you should be a coach. At that time, I had no idea what coaching was. I didn't know what that was. I started researching and I'm like, that's exactly what I am or who I, you know, that's exactly. And so then from there, that's how it all, it all happened. But to tap into that, I just I like, just to tap into that so early, I think is beautiful. And that's why I love it so much when I see these 20, my niece is 27. And, you know, if I could, I can vibe with her and I can tell her and she soaks it all up. And just to know that these girls is getting it this early. I so wish. So I'm like, all this stuff we're doing now, all this work, we are doing heavy lifting in, in this part of our life. When I'm like, if we could have had this in 20, look how further along we could have been. Yeah, and yeah. that's what we're doing. We're we're paying it forward. We're 
looking back, we're reaching back and picking our sister up to say, you know what? There's another way we can do this. You yeah. don't have to have the same pitfalls. You don't have to make the same mistakes. And because we're trying to save you from that. And, and right. I think that's beautiful that you can tap into her and she can tap into you and that um, and she can learn. For sure. And just yeah. know that, you know, you know, how back when you were a kid, like you, you don't make the same mistakes your parents make. You'd make different mistakes. Right? right. And so just knowing that you can move in a certain way, you could have this mindset already. And I just think that it's beautiful that the women, our generation is finding ourselves forgiving our family. They did the best that they could do what oh, they do and, and doing and choosing to do it differently so that yes. we could pave a way for our kids and the kids coming behind us. So yes. like young women yes. coming behind us. So I love that. Um, that was that. That's great. So you said you had three books, two books or three books. OK, so I am in over 11 publications. OK, so I have. Yes, I've been working. And it's funny because a lot of that happened over the course of the pandemic. Um, and, you know, I did two different books that were about the Black experience in America. I, that's when I launched uh, Letters to My Father, Seven Steps to Healing from the Loss of Parent. That was literally 2020. Okay. I was set to actually write something else. But it so happened, God knew, somebody's going to need a book about grief. And so it came right on time. And where I took my old spiral notebook that I called Letters to My Father that I still have to this day, it's frayed that I used to start through my grieving process and then I repositioned it and repurposed it as a guide for people that were going through grief I and loss. I love that. Yeah. I mean, I have books about, you know, um, overcoming adversity and challenges and patterns, um, women empowerment, audiobooks, and um, but Breakthrough and Letters to My Father are, are two of, I would say, my most pivotal books and most important and like near to my heart because Breakthrough was a collaboration book that really catapulted me into entrepreneurship. And that was with Les Brown, Johnny Wimbrey, and other authors mm -hmm. across the country. But it gave people a glimpse into my life and what I came from. And I didn't know Natasha, but see, God knew. Because mm -hmm. I ended up being the final author that was chosen to be in that book. And I ended the book and I said, I'm still breaking through. It was almost like a dot, dot, dot to be continued. And, and that's exactly what it is. Because not only did I deal with my the grief of my father, but in 2021, I dealt with another, the greatest grief I will ever know, losing my grandmother. Oh. And my grandmother, my paternal grandmother, right, Ooh. that raised us, she was the person that, I mean, she was everything to me. And as and later on in her life, I decided to move back in and help her out. And so we were like roommates, your best friends. It, we were woman to woman having those you know, the woman conversations, things that she didn't, couldn't tell me when I was little, you know, when she right. was him. but now we're, I'm, we're, we're, we're realizing this new and improved relationship. And, and then I'm watching her pass, but I realized that God was preparing me as I was the last one with my father, seeing him alive mm. and holding his hand, right. And saying goodbye to him to then be with my grandmother and holding her hand when she took her last breath. Mm. But I was far prepared for it. And that's what brought me to Ohio where I said, all right, I need to properly grieve. And I knew what that process was going to look like. I knew because she was such a pillar in the community that there was just no way I was going to be able to walk out of my house mm. and not be bombarded with, oh my gosh, everything about her and, and people thinking that they're helping and not really helping. And that's something else that I talk about in grief, as far as the things to say and the triggers for people that are grieving, sure. but 
just breaking through that. And I realized every stage I'm breaking through, breaking through. And that's what I do with my life coaching, right? Giving people the breakthrough map that there is no challenge that you can't overcome, mm-hmm. right? There is nothing that you can't do, that you're limitless and that you just have to give yourself permission to truly live. Yeah. And that's kind of what I had to do. Like, okay, this is gone. This is this person's gone. This is dead. This is a new season. But my God, I'm still here with breath in my body. How dare I let my father's passing go in vain? How dare I have him 57 years old with dreams deferred, essentially, and not be fully realized through my body, through my life, through my gifts, through all of the opportunities that my father didn't have, going to college, right, getting our bachelor's degree, having the life of luxury, right, having a community. I didn't even know what my father's faith system was, Mm -hmm. his belief system, right? My grandma, I learned that from other people in my family. And I even had to have my past on the line with him when he was still breathing, he was still cognizant, even though his eyes weren't open and have her do the confession of faith. I believe that my God, that I will meet, that my father, I will meet him up in heaven and same with my grandmother. Um, And all of those things, it came full circle, but I realized everything I go through, it's sometimes it's not for me. It's for someone else. Right. Right. I had heard Donnie McClurkin say to me when I met him, the anointing is not for me. It's for someone else. So we go through these things. And when we make it on over, it's for someone else that we can tell them, listen, this is how I made it over. Mm-hmm. You can do this. I'm here for you. You can lean on me. Right. And that's what it's all about. No, for sure. I absolutely love that. And when I when I hear you speak, uh, the resiliency that it takes. Right. And the choice that part right there, like. Shoot, like I have so much like and that's what God wants for you. He wants for us to still live and 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 share his goodness and know that just that was like you said, it's something it wasn't for me. It's something that I have to pay for it. I have to show I have to share. I have to tell my story. That's why it's so important to share your story. And so many people become either ashamed or shy or they don't want to talk about it because they want to pretend like everything's all good when it's not. And so I, I love, I absolutely love that. First of all, I feel that I could talk to you forever. <laughs> yes, of course. And that's what I'm saying. I always felt that even on our other calls. And I'm like, why am I not connected to this woman? Like, who is she? I'm like, I always see your little cute picture, your little cute avatar, even though not everybody's on camera. But I'm like, I need to reach out to her because she's somebody. And um, and I'm glad I did. And then oh, I started yes. to follow you. And I'm like, oh, she got a whole podcast. She got a whole book. I'm like, the whole business, I'm like, oh, I love it. Yes, I believe in alignment. I believe in alignment. And when you get on and you like, okay, and another thing. uh, Oh, because I'm going to hold them to it. You know, listen, I'm like, we're going to get this together. I feel like, yes, tell them. And I'm like, "Mm -mm, I am locked in. I need to know definitive. I I love it. I love it. No, we definitely... definitely can need to connect. And I'm glad that we did because this, yes. is, this is great. And so I just, I mean, again, we could talk forever, but I want to make a quick pivot or transition into a game. Let's lighten it up a little bit. This was so yes. good, Renee, really. Yes. Um, the game is called This or That. Ooh, okay. Like okay. And so I'm going to name two things and you'll say whichever one you prefer over the other. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. So the first one, heels or flat? Whew, child, it used to be heels and now it's flats. <laughs> All day. <laughs> Wine or cocktails? 
Neither. I'm not a drinker. So okay. it would have to be a mocktail. Mocktail. <laughs> <laughs> uh, beach or ski resort? Ooh, beach. beach. I love the warmth. Mm-hmm. Uh, lazy river or roller coaster? Ooh, child, lazy river. I'm not, I, I don't even know what a lazy river is, but I know the roller coasters that I've been on, they were like nightmares. <laughs> the lazy river is like at the water park where you got the little tube and it goes around real slow. I'll do that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> where if you fall out the tube, you can stand up the water's like up to your waist. Yup, and I'll have my life jacket on too. Mm hmm. Yes. Hilarious. Okay. Um, panties or thong? Panties, honey. These thongs, listen, I'm like, it must have been a man that invented under undergarments, period. I want to throw away the bras, throw away the panties. I am over it. You hear me? It doesn't make sense. I'm like, this don't, this is not even comfortable. This ain't cute. It's not healthy. They're not making cotton no more. Don't, don't get me started on women's health, okay? Throw it all away. I would burn it if I could. <laughs> That's probably TMI. <laughs> No, the, you, yo, I'm crying because that is so true. I feel the same. I take the first thing that goes off when I come home is my bra. I'm <laughs> over it. Get it out of here. Are you kidding? Underwire? Who in the world thought of that? It's not healthy. It's killing us. Get away. No. Mm -mm. Oh, God. Oh, this is Less funny. is more as I get older. Oh, wow. <laughs> you are hilarious. Okay. Read a book or watch a movie. Oh, both. I suddenly discovered reading again during the pandemic, but oh my God, I am a movie buff. Romantic comedies, my mm. black cinema, there are movies I can watch literally a hundred times and I don't care. And I can still discover something new and know all the way. So you can't really watch a movie with me. I'm pretty annoying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <I'm> pretty annoying. <laughs> well, I'll text you at least and be like, give me something to watch because I, yes. I really don't watch TV. And when I do, no. I'm like, what do I yeah. watch? I know, but now streaming platforms. I mean, I don't, I don't have cable or anything, but my brother has the streaming platforms, honey. I sign in, and I just watch whatever's there. But romantic comedies is my thing. I love That's that. Show. Nice. I love it. Um, makeup or fresh face? Ooh, child. That's another thing. I'm all about the fresh face, okay? I tried to put it on a little something <laughs> on for you tonight, but I, you know, if nothing else, I'm gonna give you a red lip because as I get older, I'm like, listen. Autumn mm -hmm. steps, autumn products. It's too much. I have sensitive skin. Okay. <laughs> I'm a former acne prone type skin person. Yeah. So less is more. If yeah. I can just go, that's what we're going to do. I'll put some eyebrows on. I'll give you some oh, red yeah. lips and eyebrow. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Okay. I hear I'm you. Good. I love it. I love it. Uh, coffee or tea? Ooh, I am like suddenly into like iced coffee. I don't know why it's a really, really bad addiction. Even now? I, yes. And that's, it's been like that for, I would say the past, ooh, five years. Okay. But, oh my goodness, prior to that, I was all about green tea, honey. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. So I don't know. Hopefully I'll get back to that because that's probably better for me. Yeah. <laughs> no. I love iced coffee. <laughs> yeah. Iced coffee. I, I, see, I'll do like an iced ice, ice latte. But right okay. now I'm so cold. Like I'm like so I'll and and that the um hot uh, latte is not the same to me. Like oh, I like so the ice latte. Yeah, so it's not the same. So I just do regular coffee. But yeah, and they have this new coffee that I tried that I absolutely love that I want to buy some more. Um, Rise. It's the, like oh. a mushroom coffee. It's really good too. It's oh. healthier and it's healthy know, for you. I don't like mushrooms, so I it don't know about. 
It doesn't taste like it. Okay. No, if, if you don't have an allergy, you're fine. Like it's okay. It's, so I'm gonna have to give it a try. It helps with bloating. It's um it helps curve your appetite, but Ooh, it's and on. it tastes good. Yeah, and it tastes so good. I was like, wait, I realized I didn't eat all day. Not that that's healthy, but I was like, really, because I'm moving and then I had this tea. I mean, this coffee, I wasn't even hungry. I didn't eat all yeah. day. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. A uh, couple more. Dark skinned men or light skinned men? Oof. Oh, the chocolate. Ain't nothing like a chocolate man. I wrote a poem about it, Body of a Man. That'll be coming up in this release of 2024 in my poetry collection. But yes, I love me a chocolate man. Um, but it's funny because, you know, every now and then, you know, the light skins have a little rise and the chocolate men have a little rise. But I would say chocolate if I could yeah. have it by one. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, pizza or burger? Oh, I love pizza. It is my favorite. It's my kryptonite. I remember I used to do model um, when I modeled. Oh my God, after a photo shoot, I would be in full hair and makeup, go to my favorite pizza joint. They're no longer there. It was a family owned okay. pizzeria. It was a beautiful. I would go in there and order a big cheesy like pepperoni pizza with my full makeup. And they're like, who's that for me? <laughs> and that was my little reward to myself after being right. out there, you know, slaving, you know, modeling. It could be in the cold with nothing yeah. on. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So I love it. Skirt or pants? Oh, I love I love dresses and skirts. For me, when I was working in corporate in the office, I used to have my little pencil skirts. I thought I was cute. Yeah, that's <laughs> I like skirts. That's cute. That's cute. Yeah. Uh, morning person or late nighter? Oh my god, I am such a morning person, and people <laughs> have to tell me, uh, uh, "Ain't nobody up at this time. Stop texting me." So now, I, you know what I do? I just draft all my correspondence, right, and then I schedule it out because I'm up at five. My, my my mind is already going, right? And they're like, what are you doing? It's so funny. My brother says, um, no, I'm going to need some coffee um, before right. I deal with you. Don't text me, call me before 10 a.m. Because he's a late person. Mm. And I'm like, I'm going to bed and winding down at 8 p.m. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that is so funny. I wish. I mean, I, I'm, I like to go to bed early. But I wish I can get to bed that early. Yeah, <laughs> um, but your mommy and your wife, you know, so it's a little different from me. I live alone, yeah, so I'm like, yeah. listen, lights off, baby, and ain't nobody else gonna tell me different. Woo, girl! <laughs> Last one, oh, two more. One, uh, dogs or cats? Dogs. I'm actually fearful of cats. I do not like cats. Oh, I've God. had some experiences, child. Ooh, I do not like cats. I don't even like pictures of them. So <laughs> don't come near me. Don't show me a picture. Like, oh, look at my little cute cat kitten. Nope. Nope, I don't like you. There was one when I was pulled up today, and I'm like, I ain't getting out this car until this cat moves. I kept beeping the horn, get out of here. I'm like, why don't y'all stay home? Where are y'all parents? I'm like, why? Why do y'all got a curfew? They always out roaming, and I'm like, why? Why y'all got no leash? Like, what is happening? Stay home. Y'all don't got you have a cute little bed. Oh, oh, yuck! They got their all vibe. They got their oh, you can't. Mm -mm. Yuck. Sorry to so all the funny. listeners that have cats. Okay, we <laughs> love you, but cats, please don't bring them around me. <laughs> I, I mean that, like, like it's, throw it's, that I out there, like, no, no offense. <laughs> Traumatized. Oh my god, Renee, that's funny. Last one, <laughs> chef. This is three parts. Okay. Chef, housekeeper, or chauffeur. Ooh, all three, honey. Okay. I'm telling you right now, when I make it big, I said the first thing that's going is driving. 
I already see it. I already visualize it. I'm going to be in a blacked out Escalade with the partition. I'm going to be in the back with my blacked out shades checking my email. Okay. Girl, you, I don't you're got the only time. person that has said the same thing that I said. I ain't got time. Oh my good. I just want to pull up. I, mean, I just want to, they pull up and I just get it. I got my coffee or my cocktail, whatever. Yep. And I'm in it. <laughs> yep. Yep. And, 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 and it's so funny. I still, I told my mother, she was like, I believe it little one. I believe it. And I'll be in there in the back seat with you. And I said, okay. And then the next one I think would be housekeeper. Because I'm like, I need that now. I'm like, oh, I, need, I need to hire me. Even if she come like once a month, you know, Seriously. that might be good for me. Just do me a deep, deep cleaning in and then, you know, get me started. Yes. And then the third thing would be a chef. I have tried meal prep. So, but a chef would be nice. Okay. Mm -hmm. A chef yeah, would be no. nice, but I'm not much of a cooker. And so I'm, I'm, I'm real simple with my, my, my meals, you know, mm -hmm. I, I do something that I can mix around and repurpose it, you know, three, four yeah. times. And then it's pizza Friday for the weekend. Okay. Right. And I ain't got time to be cooking. <laughs> I know that's right. No, but you are literally, I've, I've played this game many times and you're the first person that said show for first. Like, I was like, cause yeah. that is my number one. People are like, really? Yes, I do not want to drive anywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy out here in these streets. Okay, y'all be careful. Okay, be careful. <laughs> that was so much fun. Thank you so much. <laughs> that was fun. So, Renee, I want you to tell everybody where they can find you. What do you have coming up? What do you have going on? I know you said something about your um, poetry. So just tell us a little bit more about where we can connect with you. Yes, I need you guys to go to info at .com, Okay. Email me, go to Linktree um, backslash Renee Taylor so that you can get on my email list because I have a collaboration, pain, peace, and purpose coming out with some big names. It's going to be amazing. It's something you've never heard before. I also have um, right after that, that's going to be pre-launching January 8th. So mark your calendars for that. Shortly thereafter, I have my very first three-part poetry collection, Life, Love, and Lost Poetry Collection. I'm super excited about that as this has been something that has been birthed in me since 2016, finally coming to fruition. We've got a TV documentary coming out. And then later on in the year, we also have the Bali retreat. So you definitely want to get on my email list because you don't want to miss any of these things. You don't want to miss any of the bonuses and some of the things that we're going to be giving away. But 2024 is about to be epic. Okay. Oh my girl, I tap in and agree on that, on that, on that. So like you said, I truly, truly believe that 2024 is up and up for the sisters, for the ladies, for the gals. Um, it's just an energy that I feel. Uh, 2023, my, uh, my phrase, I always have a phrase for the year was action equals abundance in 2023. Ooh, come on, abundance. I like, like that. That's one of my words. Yes. And then now for 2024, it's operating in expectance. Okay. Okay. Like, okay. Come on, expectancy. Walk, <laughs> walking Listen. in it and expecting God to make to yes. move on my behalf. And that's what he wants from us. So please connect with Renee Taylor. As you can see, she's a whole vibe. I, <laughs> all social media platforms. Okay. Yes, all me, social media follow platforms. Me. You can get to my link tree and everything is there and get on that email list, honey. If you want to be in the know and those bonuses to pre-order um, these books that we have coming out and this TV documentary, I mean, it's something. And it's so funny. You said 2023, 2023 for me was a season of rest. And now I done rested. God has prepared me. He has equipped me. He has nurtured these gifts. And now blast off. 
There you go. I love it. I love it. So before we end out, Renee, we always end this episode with a mindset declaration. We want to speak life. We know there's power in our mouth and our tongue and our mind. So um, we usually write down these declarations and to our journal. If you could just share a declaration with us, ladies can write it down and add it to their, their arsenal of affirmations. Yes. You are gifted beyond measure. You are special. You were sent here for a reason. And there's something that God has purposed in you and designed for you. So you are limitless. Make sure that you go out and live and live life on purpose. Live life big. Live life to the fullest. I love it. Can't close it out no better than that. So ladies, I want you to remember that your past does not dictate your future. I want you to be well until next time.